Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready, today we'll be in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. The title of this sermon is, You Who Once Were Far Off Have Been Brought Near. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. The church is for everybody. Now, we don't agree or condone or, or participate in any of the things that go against God's Word. But how do we ever expect them to be transformed by the living Word of God if they're not allowed in the church? Or if that's, oh, but that's just the white church over there. I don't agree with that. Your church should look like H-E-B. Your church should look like Walmart because it's all different ages, all different ethnicities. That's what it should look like. And, and, and so when we look at this, it's, it's the uncircumcised circumcision. You, you look at just the, the derogatory statement that would have been used. The word would have hurt somebody who was a Gentile. This is what they used to make fun of them. It says in verse 14, For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and, and has broken down the middle wall of separation. So God is going to break down the wall of separation. Do you realize that there are transgender that are now, they, they've, they've, some of them have had surgeries, and now they're coming to faith, and they're realizing the mistake they made. That stuff is happening. Now, do we, any of us agree with that? No. But they're coming to faith. And, and, and so the wall is separated by who? God. 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 God will save to the uttermost. The person that you think is beyond saving, God will save them. God will save them. Our second point is devastation of having no hope. And that, at the time, you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of the promise, having no hope without God in the world. I think this is probably one of the saddest pieces of Scripture in the Bible. Having no hope without God in the world. You were alien and strangers with no hope. And then Jesus comes. Can you imagine... Has there ever been a time in your life where you just go, man, I don't have, I, I, I can remember I didn't have any hope. I didn't know the promises of God. And there are people that are in this world today that are walking through this city, in these schools, and throughout this community that have no hope and that need the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's, it's you know, reading just that, that verse, without Christ, they were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. They were strangers from the covenants of the promise. They were without hope and without God. Do you understand, like, when we read the book of Acts, sometimes what we do, and I know I did this early on in my faith, 
I'm thinking like everything in Acts was like, okay, this happened on this day, then the next day this happened. Do you understand there's like years that separate the time frame? So like when you look at the day of Pentecost, the Pentecost, Pentecost was not for the Gentiles. Pentecost was the Jews that came to faith. They were there for Pentecost, for the Passover. And, and, and when we see that, if any of the, anyone that was a Gentile would have became a Jew, they would have had to accept the dietary laws, the Sabbath. They would have had to adhere to the laws. Otherwise, they couldn't convert to be a Jew. And yet we see in, in, in Acts chapter 10, uh, 2, verses 9 through 16, uh, when Simon Peter actually shares, shares faith here, any of the Gentiles would have had to been converted. And so salvation came from Christ, but there were still the, the, the legalistic Jews that were still making them. And this is why Paul deals with all of this in the epistles. This is why you're going to see about the law and the circumcision and the uncircumcision. All of that's covered because of the legalistic Jews. They were trying to add all that stuff in. Was well, Jesus plus all this stuff? And it's never Jesus plus anything. Jesus is enough. In Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 16, one of the things we see is that when Peter finally has to, to deal with the, the fact of, of I got to go see the Gentiles, we, he has that dream. And in that dream, he, he's given a dream of all these animals that were four-footed and wild beasts and creepy things and birds of the air. And then, and then in, in verse 13 of Acts chapter, chapter 10, it says, And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, and kill and eat. And these are words that should never come out of a Christian's mouth. But Peter said, Not so, Lord. If you say no to the Lord, he's not your Lord. Okay? Not so, Lord. For I have never eaten anything common or unclean. So we see a little bit of the pride of Peter still there. And a voice spoke to him, and again, the second time, when God cleansed you, you must not call common. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. And again, this was done three times, and, and the object was taken up into heaven again. But we see that in that vision, what happens next is he's going to have to go and go and speak to uh, someone who was a Gentile. In Acts chapter 10, verse 28, then he said to them, you know how un unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or to go to one of, of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call on any man common or unclean. Like it's revealed to him like the Gentiles are coming to faith. They're going to come to faith. And, and what happened to the Samaritan woman? Peter was there. Like Jesus was speaking to the Gentiles. And they were coming to faith. But he completely forgot it. From Pentecost to this point is 10 years. 10 years. And the Gentiles are just now getting the gospel. Just now getting the gospel. And that's why it's important for us to remember, like when we look at the, 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 the gospel of Christ, you know, he goes back to and the Jews start questioning him. Like, why did you, bring, why did you go to, to a Gentile's house? Like, what were you thinking? He's like the Holy Spirit. And they're struggling with it as well. There was division within the early church because of it. And Peter has to justify it in Acts chapter 10, verses 44. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, and the Holy Spirit fell upon those who heard the word, 
And the, those circumcisions who believed were astonished as many came with Peter because of the gift of the Holy Spirit and had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard that they uh, speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, and they asked him uh, to stay a few days. And then they, they, what, what ends up happening next is they end up being questioned, like, who were you with? Where did you go? Peter's question, and, and, and it's very important to understand, Luke spends a couple of chapters on this to make sure that we understand this. Because I can guarantee you there's probably been somebody in your life or you ever been on a mission trip and you go, I don't know if I can talk to them. I can remember my daughter, they went to uh, Durango, Mexico. Matter of fact, my wife and then uh, and my other daughter went, and they went, and uh, Miss Oyuki had this put on her heart. She found out that there was kids and families that were eating from where the food and the trash was dumped for the city. They lived there, and they ate off of whatever was there. And so they wanted to bring food to them and give the gospel to them, and there was hesitation. My own daughter that's sitting back there, she didn't want to. She was like, I didn't want to speak. And the Holy Spirit got a hold of her. And, man, God used. It's like God wants to use us in those moments. We can be the same way. And, and that's part of the good works that God has prepared beforehand. Because, I, I mean, I, I'll talk to people and they still remember that trip. And how those little kids came to faith and those, those parents as well. Can you imagine raising your child at a trash dump? And yet that's only happening. I mean, we're, we're 200 miles from the border. So there's plenty of work to be done in Eagle Pass and Laredo, Nuevo Laredo, Del Rio. I mean, there's, there's mission work to be done everywhere. But do you have the heart to go do it if it's, if it's being called to do? They just did Day of the Ninos, which I know I'm not saying that correctly. I apologize. It never comes out. But they had Day of the Kids yesterday in Nuevo Laredo. And so hopefully next year this church will be a part of that as well as the Christmas uh, ministry that they do in Nuevo Laredo this year. Uh, can I be honest with you? Americans have more than we need. Okay? Trust me. We do. They need. And they need just the basics. Just the basics. And, and we want to be a part of those things. But we have to put away all of our... Pre, like whatever you brought into Christianity, if it's causing you not to be able to talk to somebody or not to be able, oh, I can't, you need to put that aside. You need to ask, you know who you go to with that? God. Because I had to. I was like, Lord, I need you to help me. Like whatever this thing is, whenever I see somebody Muslim, I'm already in my head thinking, you know, scan your perimeter. <laughs> you know, I'm doing all that stuff. You know what? I, I was like, Lord, help me. And, and, man, I just started having conversations with people, and, and it just really changed everything. But we need to remember that, that you know, the, there are different groups. And think about it. Just think about the polar opposite groups that would come into the church today. The uncircumcised and circumcised. What about the, I, I talked to you all about that this past week, and what if it was a white supremacist and a BLM member all coming to the same church, and yet God works on both of them? Or what if it was a Democrat and a Republican? Unfortunately, there's been division with that, and God works on both of them, right? 
Lord knows one side needs a lot more work, but, you know, hey, God bless. What if you had somebody who was a drag queen performer? They didn't come in with all their drag, but they come in, and they're, they're ready to receive Christ. Are you going to be like, oh, no. The church is for everybody. And, and I think that's one thing that we can't forget. The church is for the addict. The church is for that person that's probably sitting around a barbecue right now smoking weed. And the church is for them. God wants to get a hold of them. We can't forget these things. We need to remember, what did, what did Jesus come to do in Luke chapter 19, verse 10? For the Son of Man uh, has come to, say, to seek and save that which is lost. Do you know what? I was lost. You know what? Chuck had this issue. Pastor Chuck from Calvary Chapel. Back in the 60s when the hippies were, like, Chuck didn't want nothing to do with the hippies. But his wife kept praying for him. And, and, and they were asking for one to come to the door. And one ends up coming to the door, and they end up coming to faith. And next thing you know, Chuck is getting to talk with Lonnie Frisbee, and, and then the Jesus Revolution busts out. These people that were from our culture that nobody wanted anything to do with all started coming to faith, and God started transforming them. And now we have pastors who have been pastoring for over 40 years. 40 years. David Rosales, Raul Reese, Greg Laurie. Skip Isaac, you can go down the list of them. Al Pittman, all these guys that came out of the Jesus Revolution. And God has just moved in people's hearts. And yet if Chuck would have said, I don't want nothing to do with no stinky hippie. Because that's where Chuck's heart was. But God had to move in Chuck's heart. You see how we can all be that way. Right? If we're, if we, if we are being honest with the person in the mirror, we can all be that way. It's, it's, it's just a reminder to us that God, is, God is, is going to finish the work. We are called to be fishers of men, right? And Chuck used to say all the time, but remember, God cleans the fish. Not you. God cleans the fish. You just keep fishing. Keep sharing the gospel. Our last point, we delight and rejoice in Christ. In verse 13, how does he bring them together? This is a beautiful verse. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far, were far, were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. It's like you were, you were once far off, but now you've been brought near. But by what? The blood of Christ. In Isaiah chapter 57, 19, it says, I create the fruit of the lips, peace, peace to him who is far off. And to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. And then Peter affirms this in Acts chapter 2, verse 39. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Now, Peter didn't understand that at the time, that it was going to be for the Gentiles as well. As far as Peter was concerned, they would have to be converted to what? To be a Jew. But Luke understood it. And Luke included it in the book of Acts because it was a proclamation for the Gentiles that they would come to faith. That they were far off, but they would not be far off anymore. And the reason they wouldn't be far off anymore is because the blood of Christ. And under the old covenant, the priest would go into the holy place. And that only the, the blood or the sacrificial, uh, sacrificial blood was sprinkled on the, the holy of holies for the day of atonement. But now, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, the blood has, been, has cleansed us from all sin once and for all. 
So what would happen during the Old Covenant, the priest, there'd be one priest, and that priest may only get to do that one time in his lifetime. And they would go and sprinkle into the Holy of Holies the blood to pay for the, the sins. And, and we talked about it this week. Uh, an animal sacrifice compares nothing to the blood of Christ. The church has gotten away from talking about the blood of Christ. It's the blood of Christ. It's, what I mean by that is like when you give your heart to Christ, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. You're covered by the blood of Christ, meaning that when God sees you, he sees his son or he sees his daughter. It's important for us to remember it's what Jesus did on the cross for each of us. And it's for everyone. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 17 through 19, it says, And if you call on the Father who, without partiality, judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in, in fear, knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, from aimless conduct received by tradition from your, uh, from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish, without spot. In Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 and 12, it says, But Christ came as a high priest of good things to come, with, uh, with the greater and more per, uh, perfect tabernacle not made, by, uh, made uh, with by hands, that is, uh, not of, of this creation, not with the blood of goats and calves, but, he, uh, but his own blood, he entered the most high place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Not by the blood of animals. It never solved the problem. They still had to keep doing it. Jesus Christ is the, 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 blood, uh, the blood sacrifice, the last sacrifice that's needed. In Galatians chapter 3, verses 22 through 29, it says, But the Scripture has com, uh, confined all under sin, that the promised by faith in, Christ, in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But, uh, but before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law. Guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith, some... Uh, but after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you all are sons of God through the faith in, in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized in Christ have been put on Christ. There is neither, and this is important, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female for all of you. Uh, for, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, to the promise. And, and so to remember, like, there, he's, you know, Paul is again writing this in the book of Galatians to remind him, look, there is no Greek nor Jew, right? And he does it again in Colossians. So this is a repeating theme. So again, bring things to what? Remembrance. It's being repeated over in Colossians, Galatians, Ephesians. This is a problem. And it's the same problem that we deal with today, division, division. One thing that we can't have, and this is important, is we can't have division in the church, okay? We can't have division in the church. Unfortunately, you know, the devil did a, um, a job in 2019, 2020, and 21 bringing division in the church. He divided some vaccine, some unvaccine, some Radical left, some conservative right, right? 
And you can go down the list. Some social justice, some freedom, right, of what we fought for of America, the Constitution, so to say. But you see it, it, and what we've seen is there's been division all the way across. And the devil's used that to, to create divide within the church. And we can't have that. Look, I, you know, at the end of the day, I don't agree. Like, I, I look at things through, through the lens of biblical scripture, okay? Like, even when we talked about this past week, we talked about male and female. You're created what? Male and female. God said it. There's nothing else I need to discuss with that. But if somebody comes in and they're struggling with that, I'll gladly sit down, talk with them, listen to them, pray with them, and hope they stay so the Word of God, because what transforms them is God's Word. It's God's Word that's living, and that transforms lives. They need to hear the gospel. So when they ask me, do you want to be on radio? Sure. Yes. Because somebody may be in their car just flipping the station, and they just are coming off a of meth high. And they need Jesus. You never know. You never know. And, and so it's important for us to remember, like, there, there shouldn't be division within the church because if we, are, if we are his workmanship, we're all being worked together as a church. We're his bride. We need to leave that stuff at the door. Like, when we talk about those things, I'll talk to you about those things privately. I don't have an issue with bringing those things up. And I'll share what I believe scripturally, what's in the gospel. But we can't allow it to create division within a church. People are coming here with real issues, family issues, kid issues, marriage issues. And they don't need to hear about all that stuff. And the reason why I remember that is because there was somebody who was struggling early on when we first planted it. We were at Market Media. And there was somebody early on who was struggling with major marital issues. And she needed somebody to pray with her. And talk to her. And everybody else was out, the, out there talking about vaccines. And they were missing the ministry that was right in front of them. It was right there. And we missed it. My wife got to talk with her. We got to pray with her. But that's what happens. That's what the devil wants. He wants us distracted. Look, we can all look at our country and know that it needs God. Right? So be praying for all of it. Be praying for all of it. You need to be praying for this county. And this, this city council, too. We pray for all of that stuff. Do I agree with all of it? No, I don't. But I got to keep praying because why? The gospel tells me I need to be praying for God because who put those people in place? God did. But that means if somebody comes in here wearing a Biden shirt or a Trump shirt or whatever it is that, that gets you all riled up, God is showing you there's some, some things that need to be worked on in your heart if you're getting all upset, right? He's showing all of us that stuff. And, and I pray, I mean, at the end of the day, just remember the church is for everybody. And so when you see circumcision and uncircumcised or circumcised, uncircumcised, you're, you're cutting away the flesh and living for God. And somebody who is, is uncircumcised is chosen to, to follow the world. And stay in the flesh. But remember, it had become a religious activity to the Jews. Because throughout Scripture, you'll see it over and over and over telling them to circumcise their heart. Their heart. Because it just became a religious activity to them. Man, spend time in God's Word daily. Spend time in prayer daily. 
right? Allow, allow God to bring things to remembrance to help you grow, right? And, and that grace and knowledge that comes from Jesus Christ so you can be the husband or the mother or the wife, right? The, the spouse that you need to be, the grandparent you need to be, the worker you need to be. You stand out. And what's going to stand out is they're going to say, man, there's something different in that person. They reflect. There's something they're reflecting. I can't figure it out. But it's going to be, they're going to, it's going to be God. It's going to be Christ. That's what we're all, that's the, that's the work that God is doing in all of us, that we would reflect Christ. That they don't see you anymore. And so if there's any of that stuff that just needs to go, just ask the Lord to help you with it. If there's somebody that you know just, man, it, it could be a neighbor. And that just boils your blood. Just ask God to start softening your heart and softening the other person's heart so you can have a conversation with them about Jesus. God can do the work, but we have to be willing to, to go to Him in prayer. We have to be willing to take that step of faith. And we have to be willing to put whatever bias that we have aside for Jesus Christ. Why? Because we're covered by the blood of Christ. And God is trying to draw us all together in Christ. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 